0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Simplifying Success podcast with me, your host, Muriel Foley. I have to start today's podcast with gratitude and thanking you all for just being so sound. Just being so, so, so sound and nothing makes me happier than when I have a message on my phone and it's from somebody either out of the woodwork or somebody I don't know at all or even somebody that I do know and they're just listening to a random episode and they just are inspired to send me a message to say... I'm just listening to this episode and it resonates with me because X, Y and Z and it's lovely because it's never the same episode. Like the the episodes, yes, there are a few standout ones that people have either gone back to and listened to or that they've messaged me about saying, oh my God, best episode yet or whatever it is, right? But it's just so nice that there are different episodes that certain people listen to because you might be at a certain stage in your life um, or even in your business or whatever journey you're on and it just is something that you need to hear at that time so i just love that and i love that that like that's my whole dream with this podcast is just to have something for people to come back to or something for people to tap into so that if they don't necessarily have someone to talk to about it or they don't have they're maybe unsure as to what to do or they just want to hear somebody else's experience with that particular topic i'm so glad that that's there for you and i'm and i'm i am here for you so that is the goal of this podcast it's the whole thing is simplifying success and it's the fact that it's just touching so many different topics that it's not just here's how to earn x amount of money here's how you buy all of these houses it's here's how you get past this one thing that might be holding you back here's you know here are things that I have done here's what I tap into here are some tools and resources that I use to get beyond imposter syndrome or beyond you know feelings of a breakup and all of that stuff so yeah they will always be here for you and thank you so much I do love getting messages from me so if you are listening to this now and there's a particular episode that really resonated with you send me a message. I love to hear it. I really, really do. And yeah, it feels like we're all in the same boat. Like I feel like everybody has the same struggles, the same, you know, the same things that you have to tackle and maybe you just don't have that person to talk to or maybe it's just not talked about enough. So yeah, I am happy to be here for you, whether it's you listening to this or sending me a message and wanting to hear more. I am here. So welcome back to, I think we're on episode 14 now. I didn't even realize that last week's was 13. And like, I'm not superstitious, but you know, episode 13. But we got past that without even realizing it. It was only when I was actually uploading it that I was like, oh, episode 13. So here we are at episode 14. And I want to talk in this episode about overachieving or being a high achiever. So if you are that person, like I I would consider myself a high achiever. And essentially the traits of a high achiever is that you like you work really 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 well with even short bursts of time. So you always, you know, achieve what you need to achieve. I mean you put a lot of pressure on yourself, but you get the job done and you do it to a very high standard but you can do work in a very short amount of time compared to maybe somebody who needs a lot more time to get it done, to maybe prep for it. So if that is you, hello. (laughs) I would definitely consider myself a high achiever and that's not to make myself sound a certain way or blow smoke up my arse, like not at all. But you know yourself if you are that kind of person who works really, really well under pressure, can make really good decisions in a pressure cooker under time constraints like i feel like a certain like there are certain people who are high achievers and that that category of people are like the the thing about that is right there's pros and cons with being a high achiever i mean i love the fact that no matter what no matter what time pressure i'm under i'm able to get the job done no matter what deadline it is i will always get things done by deadline now i could be working right up until the very last second of that deadline but i will get it in and done for that deadline but i think that you know certain high achievers certain people who work under pressure like that there are certain roles that you kind of need to be that person or you need to have those traits in order to do well in in those particular roles Like for me, I work in digital marketing, I work in advertising, I work in situations where I've had to make decisions quickly or we've had to get a campaign out last minute or things need to get turned around really quickly. Like I remember I was on set before for a shoot and it was a two day shoot and it was an expensive shoot for a brand and on the day, on the day, there were two things that were that basically needed to be that weren't going to happen there were two um like one was a location had changed and the other one was that we didn't have access to a certain person so the whole storyboard was based around that <laughs> so i had 10 minutes to re-storyboard on site for those two days of shooting um to come up with the final video so if i didn't work well under pressure then that would like that would have I mean would have shot content and try to figure it out afterwards which is like a totally anti-best practice but I just said right just give me just leave me alone <laughs> I was like leave me alone I need to sit down with a paper and pen and I need to just figure this out so I re-storyboarded it in 10 minutes and I tell that story a lot because I think that you could be as planned and organized and ready to go as you possibly can. But you need to be agile, you need to be able to take a certain situation. And if things don't go to plan, you need to be able to think on your feet, you need to be agile, and you need to be productive in really short bursts of time. So that kind of makes you a high achiever, right? So for my job, definitely even with advertising like I've had the four o'clock five o'clock on a Friday evening coming from clients saying right x radio station or we have x amount of budget to roll out this campaign last minute over the weekend so we need you to do this this and this and we've been able to turn it around so look there are pros and cons now the, the con of being a high achiever is that you are so susceptible to burnout because you are so productive in in short spaces of time, or you put yourself probably a bit under pressure to get things done for deadline and probably take on a bit too much, but you also know that you can achieve them. But that also means that you are very, very prone to burnout. So that's something that you need to kind of protect. And <clears throat> also when it comes to to this as a, a con, I suppose, as well, is the fact that because you know that you will get something done you might agree to deadlines that are a bit tighter than normal and I think it's like it's okay to be pushing back deadlines if you know that it's going to put you a lot of under a lot of pressure but it's always that things always work out right it's like touch wood I mean I've always worked really really well under pressure and I've always it's always worked out for me but is it like do I need something to set me back in order for me to go actually Am I an overachiever or can I do things? But you know what? I'm okay with it. But I think you need to protect your energy when you're at that level. When you work at a certain rate in a certain amount of time, like you can't have back to back to back to back back days and back to back to back to back hours like that. It's just, it's something that will absolutely burn you out. So you need to be careful. And I actually read, um, I read an article recently, it's a Forbes article, and it was about high achievers and what they do to kind of maintain their mental and physical health while also maintaining the fact that they have that kind of high achiever in them. And I'm going to read that out um, in in a minute because I feel like it will resonate with you if the first eight minutes of this podcast have resonated with you I think it's something that you need to listen to because yes it's really really good to be able to to you know to do things under pressure and I have brand managers and I have people reaching out to me and it's like an SOS where they're like oh my god we need to turn this around last minute are you available by any chance it's usually around Black Friday that I get these calls and texts being like I am so sorry but you know their main agency could have gone and they could have been like you know, there's ads out there that are, that maybe have the wrong text or they're targeting the wrong people. Or we have items that have sold down. We've no one to contact, but we have access to our ads account or whatever it is. Can you help? And I thrive in those situations. I absolutely thrive in those situations. I know that there are people who would get those calls and panic and be like, maybe get a bit of imposter syndrome and go, oh wait, now they have a huge budget. What if I mess it up? Whereas I'm like, give it to me, give me access. I'll sort you out. So There is, I think, that in me as well, where I'm like, I don't like to say no to things, but that is, again, something that could be a downfall, is the fact that maybe we should be saying no more. But that is in the article, and that's what I want to read out um, shortly. But I will take a quick hiatus from talking about high achievers. And I'm going to talk very quickly about the car that I drove last week, which was the Dacia Jogger Extreme. So thank you again to my sponsor, Kiri's, for giving me the Dacia. And I went to Kiri's Dacia. Soundest staff, oh my God, like the loveliest people. Um, in that garage very very nice people and I was given the jogger for the week to drive and it was a seven seater now I'm not gonna lie right <laughs> I have never driven a seven seater like when I was in Kenya I had to drive a bus for like you know a minibus for the volunteers but that was like back then and that was like that was just chaos, right? I'm sure I'm, I have to tell you stories about that, that time in my life because I look back and I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe blah, 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 blah. But it has been a long time since I've driven a seven seater and it is quite long. So I, I knew what I was getting the day before. So I had all of that organized, went into the showroom and they were like, okay, you know, let's give you a little bit of a tour. Let's show you. the jogger so I have actually rarely seen a jogger on the road I think they're still relatively new they're only out a few years um but this is a seven seater and like if you know the Dacia brand like Dacia's are so affordable like they're they're really 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 affordable for brand new cars like brand new. So if you were like I the car that I drove in particular I feel like it is definitely I, I like flash forward in my life and I was like if I had you know a few kids and they're they had friends and they were like right you need to take us here we're all going with you you need to take us down to the pitch because we've a match on blah 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 and I'm like right getting the car everyone you know belt up let's go. So I can definitely see that for a family how how economical it is but also how practical it is for that kind of a lifestyle and it's funny because even when Kiri's like contacted me and they were like it's going to be different to what you're used to and I like that like I'm like give it to me like I love a challenge and I love to just step outside of my comfort zone and drive a car that I normally wouldn't even look at twice because I'm like you know I'm not a mom or I don't need all that space and I don't need whatever but I think it's really good to be able to sit in the car like that and kind of imagine the type of person that you know that would be driving it or to even imagine what your life would be like when you would need a car like that so yes, seven seater, and it was manual, and it has six forward gears, so I have been getting used to driving an automatic now for a year and a half, and now i I am insured on like my parents' cars and stuff as well, and they're manual, so it like I dip in and out of driving their cars every now and then, so I haven't lost it, <laughs> I haven't lost it, but you would be a bit like, "Oh, right, you know, clutch all this kind of stuff um." but it was very very smooth and because it was a new car it was like the handling in it was really really like the clutch and everything and it was just the like super super easy to manage and it has so much space and like what i was saying about you know having it as a family car the so the back seats right behind the passenger and the driver's seat they actually have like trays you know on an airplane they have the trays that come down and you eat your lunch or whatever off them they have them in the back seats which I actually really I think it's very very cool and I've rarely seen that and they've loads of USB ports as well so they really think I feel like when they were making this car they were like this is going to be for families and they're going to be on trips and they're going to need to be able to plug in devices they're going to need to you know be able to have their kids stuff on there so very 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 good thinking there as well now you can put down the seats in the back um so you can have obviously more space so you can have it as a five seater and have just a really big boot but even just little things like I love the touch screen you can hook up your phone it has the inbuilt phone holder as well so you don't have to get like a suction thing it has like the inbuilt one as well which I think is quite cool and it has a little USB charging device alongside that as well so it's just it they really think of everything um and even like the the wireless charger and just they just have really cool um nifty little things as well but i think the like the way that i would describe the dasage jogger is practical like it's such a practical car and even looking at the other uh, models that they have it's very practical and very affordable so they are definitely getting into a niche there and like if you were if you had a young family and you wanted to buy a new car so that again like when people buy a new car you don't have to worry about things like your NCT, which is basically in Ireland, it's like the MOT or like making sure that your car every year is, is good, is roadworthy. Like you don't have to worry about that for a while. You know, when it's a new car, you don't have to worry about parts and just things like that. So there is definitely pros to it. So I would say that if you are fitting into that category and you're looking to maybe get a new car, um like have a look at the Dacia jogger and contact Kiri's Dacia. They're so sound. Like they're so sound. They're lovely people. So head on, head on down <laughs> to Kiri's Dacia. And yeah, they're lovely, lovely people. And thank you so much again to Kiri's for sponsoring this podcast. So back to being a high achiever. Like it's funny because I'm quite proud of the fact that I am a high achiever. I'm quite proud of the fact that I can get the job done and get things done and like under pressure can work quite well. But I am also envious of people who, you know, even like just take work out of the equation, like people who are super organized people who literally plan things to a T and like they live stress-free and they're just like oh we have this organized and planned for months and months and months and weeks now I also know that those are the kind of people that if a spanner is thrown into the works they it throws them a bit off kilter and it takes them a little bit of time to get back on track so I know that there's pros and cons of being a super duper organized person as well but even when it comes to trips like any trip that I go on I always pack at the very last minute. Like I am, like I would love to be that person who has a suitcase out a week in advance, who has their washing done and dried and folded and packed and all of that. Like I am quite good when it comes to, I know when I'm last minute packing, but I am quite good to pack. I don't overpack as much. I plan my outfits like that like well as I'm packing I'm like Monday Monday night Tuesday Tuesday night like I am quite good that way but I will still do it last minute like I will not have those organized like people who do their online shopping um for outfits a month or two in advance for a trip I'm like oh no <laughs> I could never I have never to to last minute that is me and I stress people out sometimes then because they're like are you packed? And I'm like, no, but I'll, I'll get there. It'll be fine. It'll be grand. And it always works out. See, this is the thing. It always works out. So I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, do I need to learn a lesson and then be more organized or am I just good? Now, I'm not going to lie, it does add a little bit more stress when you are a high achiever under pressure because you can tend to procrastinate a lot when you have that. And I know that that's definitely something that I struggle with is procrastination, because if I let's just say, you know, if I if like that with the packing thing. It could take somebody maybe two hours to pack for something, whereas I know that I could get it done in 20 minutes. And that's what stresses me out, because if I give myself two hours, I'll procrastinate for an hour and 20 minutes or an hour and 40 minutes because I'm like, I'll get it done. It'll be fine. I'll just go on my phone or like reorganize my makeup drawer because I have time to do that, you know? So I really hope that you're smiling and nodding along with this and going, oh, my God, me too, me too. So before I finish up the podcast, I want to spend the next few minutes talking about this article um, in Forbes.com. So it's actually, um it's not a new article at all, but I stumbled across it because I always try to understand a little bit more, maybe it's just that I'm getting older, but I always try to understand or like to understand a little bit more about like, why am I the way that I am? And it's like sometimes it's interesting to look at traits that you have and like I do find that now people talk a lot more about how they are who they are and they kind of look at the why and the source of it and just looking for different traits that other people might have so that they don't feel alone in how they are because it's very like it's very easy to just isolate yourself and think am I the only person like this and then when you realize that other people are like this then it just helps a lot. And especially when people have advice, if you're like, like, for example, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm definitely a high achiever, but I also know that I can suffer from burnout and high stress. So I need to be able to like deal with that. So I looked up this article. I was looking up high achievers and then this article came up. So it's actually from 2017. Um, and the the contr- contributor to the article is Dr. Margie Worrell. So the article is 10 things high achievers do um, to get more done under pressure. So as I was reading it, I'm obviously not going to read it verbatim, but as I was reading it, I'll give you the kind of 10 things. And I was kind of like, okay, I do that, but I don't do that m- as much as I should. So here are things that you can do if you are a high achiever and you want to obviously be able to continue to be productive under pressure, but it also gives you like little things that you can do in your day so that you avoid burnout because that's the article. It's basically like, here's how you can keep doing what you're doing, but also how you can do it and avoid the burnout stage or avoid getting overly stressed. So the first thing here, it's embed recharge rituals into your day. So it's saying that basically like, like adrenaline junkies who thrive on the hustle regularly take time out to disengage from work. So throughout the day, if you can incorporate little bursts of taking that time to recharge. So whether that's reading, listening to music, um, gardening, meditation, exercise, colouring, something that basically helps you kind of tune out from work for those like little bursts of time and tune into something completely different so again like those things like the meditation the reading the listening to music like they're not things that are going to make you less productive they're actually going they're productive but in other ways so It's good to be able to channel yourself into like out of, we'll say, the work mode and into something like I find like I do this, but I do it more from an exercise point of view. And sometimes I will go to the gym at a really random time during the day because I'm like, I actually just need to get out of my screen and I need to like get into something that I'm focused on that will take me away from work mode. And even if it's just a short session, it does help to kind of recharge your batteries that little bit. The second thing here is narrowing your focus. Now, the start of this paragraph, I was like, yes, 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 yes. So it says here, do you ever lay awake in bed at night wondering how you'll get it all done, only to wake up unsure of what to focus on that day? So it has happened to me because, and look, it says here that that wreaks ab- absolute havoc and chaos under stress levels which is true like I know that if some big deadline is coming up or if I've multiple projects on the go that I can wake up the next morning and feel a little bit like oh, what where do I start what am I going to focus on today and it's like you carry the stress over and you carry and that's how you start your day so it's basically saying that you need to narrow your focus so instead of thinking of that end goal and of that deadline break every single thing down into smaller tasks so because I work on big client projects I instead of going this particular project and call it the project, I break it down into what I'm going to do for that project for that day. So I have it broken down into little segments versus big chunk project. I'm like this little tiny part of that project is going to get done today. So I definitely agree with narrowing the focus. And it's the same with any big big goal that you have, like setting it into smaller goals. And I know I've spoken about that on the podcast before, but breaking it down into smaller goals just makes it so much more like in your head, you just feel like you're achieving more. You're taking things off the to-do list and you're not carrying things over because you're breaking them down. So number three here is nurturing your tribe. So the people, and again, I know I've spoken about this in the inner circle episode. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. So yeah, the people you surround yourself with have a massive impact on your mental outlook and emotional state. So it's saying here, make a list of people who you want to spend more time with and invest more time with every single day. If you're in a toxic environment, then it's basically bad for your mental health. It's bad for your productivity. So it says here, which is interesting, Research has found that people with five or more close and trustworthy friends are 60% more likely to be happier and exponentially more productive. So there you go. And even it says here that happier workers are 33% more likely to support their colleagues. So it is literally a win-win situation when you have a smaller group of friends that you can trust and that literally bring you up and don't tear you down. So that can help with your mental state. It can help with your productivity and all of that. Number four, unplug. I mean, I don't really need to say any more on that, but it is so like if you find yourself on your phone when you are stressed and you're maybe avoiding getting a project started or you're procrastinating and you're on your phone and you're scrolling social media, oh, it's so bad for you. It is so, so, so bad for you because you're already stressed. And no doubt everything that you're looking at is making you feel more stressed because you're comparing and then you're putting things off and you're just not in a good mental state. Unplug. Like take a digital detox, even if it's for two hours where you get away from the screens and you unplug and you just do something that's not focused on that. It will do, It will work wonders. Here's another thing. Number five, breathe deeply often. I am guilty of taking the shortest breaths in the world. And I have a really high like resting heart rate to the point where I put on my partner's um, Fitbit (laughs) to train uh, like about maybe two weeks ago to train. Right. And he has a really low resting heart rate. So I put it on and within 15, 20 minutes, it had said I had burned 600 calories. And I was like, no, no, I haven't like no way. But it was because my heart rate is much higher and faster than his that the Fitbit was like, this girl is going ham because it was used to his heart rate. So yes, right. Breathe deeply often. When I am stressed, I know my heart rate increases and I know I take shorter breaths. So once you're conscious of that, you need to start taking deeper breaths. Like even right now, just take a few deep breaths in your nose, hold for five and then out slowly through your mouth. Like, oh my God, I need to do it way more often, like way more often. And when you're conscious of it, that's when you kind of breathe a bit deeper. So maybe you just make yourself conscious of it every now and then. Number six, give yourself permission to make imperfect decisions and I love this because I find that when you're under pressure you need to be good at decision making and if you are you work well under pressure you also need to not overthink like certain decisions need to be made and don't overthink them and then go don't go back on them once you've made a decision that's it move on and I love that advice number seven take a vacation like okay we kind of know that you need to take time out right yes absolutely number eight double your no thank you rate and this is something I'm guilty of I find it hard to say no but I'm getting better at it It's so much easier to come back from a no than it is from a yes. And I love that. So trying to say no more often. I mean, I know we all get FOMO. I know it's a thing, but you need to also protect your energy as well. Number nine, make more requests. So this is essentially like asking for help, but it's also getting better at delegating work. And if you are a business owner or you're a team lead, or you deal with people, you need to be able to let go of the control. And once you know you can let go of the control, you delegate tasks easier. And you also can outsource with ease. So I outsource certain tasks that I have a weakness with, mainly admin and financials. So I outsource them because I know that they're my weakness. And I work with people that I trust. And it's great, because it takes that pressure off me. And I'm happy to be like, this is a weakness of mine you're really good at that. Here you go. And finally, number 10 is get your beauty sleep. It's absolutely about like, it's so important to get a good night's sleep. And I find that if I'm really stressed, I sleep really bad. But then when I really focus on things that help me sleep, like exercising that day, fresh sea air helps me sleep so much like sea air will knock it out of you. And reading as well, like switching off from the screen. Those kind of things help me sleep better. But you can, basically it's saying here that the extra hours we spend at work where we can lose our sleep adds up to 11 days of lost productivity per year per worker. So if you are actually spending more time at work, you're burning yourself out. So you're not as productive and you're actually losing time. And I find that myself when I take a break I am much more productive afterwards like when I had when I had no work-life balance and it was just work 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 I was way less productive because it took me so long to get things done and it was when I realized actually when you give yourself a bit of life back when you're doing your exercise or you're meeting your friends or you're switching off and you're coming back to it then it's so or you literally see things so much better and clearer and you get like even if you take a spin in your car for 10 or 15 minutes where you have to focus on the road and you're not focused on your phone or your device it, it like I come up with really good ideas for campaigns when I'm driving my car or when I'm in the shower I'm not on my phone I'm not on my device so there's definitely something to it So there you go, my high achievers. (laughs) This is how we are going to protect our energy. This is how we're going to remain productive and not burn ourselves out. Now, It is something I'm going to be coming back to over and over again, because it's great to have this fresh in our minds Monday morning or whenever you're listening to this fresh in your mind and you're ready to go and then Maybe two weeks later, three weeks later, you completely forget it. You fall off the wagon. But we're all guilty of it. And you get stressed or burned out. So please protect your energy. We'll all mind ourselves. And yeah, just be proud of the fact that you are a high achiever. But also be aware of what can happen with that and the things that come with that. So protect yourself, protect your mind, protect your health. And yeah, I will see you all next week. And thank you so much again to Kiris for giving me the Dacia Jogger Extreme. It was fab and I can't wait to tell you about the next car. Bye.